Limitless Love by Gloria and Kenny Copeland. Don't let the devil choose for you. Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24, 15. Again, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua 24, 15. 1 John 3, 9 tells us that if we are born again, God's nature abides within us. We have his love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, faithfulness, and self-control. We may not be acting on those things, but we have them within us nevertheless. What we must do is make a choice. We must decide if we will yield to the nature of God within us or the pressure of the flesh and the world around us. We must choose whether to live in love or in strife, in joy or in sadness, in peace or in turmoil. Some Christians never bother to do that. They just drift along in life waiting to see what happens. They wish and wonder and hope they'll somehow end up living a life of love, but it never happens. Whenever I think about that, I remember an advertisement that ran some years ago promoting a particular long-distance telephone service. In it, the announcer said, If you don't choose a long-distance company, a choice will be made for you. That's the way the devil is with us. If we don't make a choice, he will make one for us. He will push and pressure us into yielding to the flesh so he can lock us into a life of sin. He doesn't really have the power to do it because the Bible says that when we were born again, sin lost his dominion over us. Our old man is dead and we don't have to allow the flesh to rule our lives anymore. But it will if we don't choose to act on the spiritual forces within us and a decision to serve the Lord. That's why we're not just going to wake up some morning without any effort and discover you accidentally started walking in love. No, day after day, you must make a conscious choice to do it. I do that almost every morning during my prayer time. I deliberately make a choice to yield to the fruit of the Spirit that day, usually before I ever see or speak to another person. I make it a point to draw near to the Lord and make my determination. I say, Lord, I'm going to be love ruled today. I'm going to let joy and peace flow out from within me. I'm going to have a good day today. I don't wait until I'm in trouble and facing a dilemma before I make that choice. I don't wait until I'm already half mad before I try to decide whether I'm going to walk in love or not. I make my choice ahead of time. Then, when the challenge comes, God himself backs me up. He gives me the grace and strength to act on that choice I made that morning. He gives me the power to live out his life. Amen. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we choose to be good. We choose to be righteous. We choose to be sanctified. We choose to be wise in Christ Jesus. We choose to be holy. We choose to be redeemed, Lord. 
We choose for to your love that you may love us and that we may express your love in this world. Lord, we give over to you that you may fix us, fix our hearts with love, fix our minds with love, fix our souls with love. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. October 17, Limitless Love. That was October 16, I just read. This one's by Gloria. Develop your vision of love. Proverbs 29:18 says, Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs 29:18. If you diligently study what the Bible has to say about love, it will give you a vision for your life. It will give you an inner image of who you are on the inside so you can grow up into that person of love God designed you to be. Meditating on scriptural truth about love will do for you the same thing. Watching training videos of highly skilled athletes will do that for the person who is a novice to a sport. Meditation on these truths give you a picture of what success actually looks like so you can see yourself in that light. Those of us who didn't grow up in homes governed by love desperately need such a vision because we don't see love demonstrated when we were young. We have a tough time visualizing ourselves working in it. Even though we were born again and want to follow the promptings of our new nature, because of those old mental images, we often slip into the unloving habits we develop as kids. That's why we must diligently work to replace those images with the images of love from the Bible. That's why we must do whatever it takes to keep the word in the forefront of our thinking until the vision of love is fully developed there. When we see in ourselves something control to it, contrary to it, excuse me, when we see ourselves something, when we see in ourselves something contrary to it, we must be brutally honest about it. We must let the word connect us while refusing to allow the devil to condemn us. When we see we're not living to our vision of love, we must say, Lord, I see I've been wrong there. I repent of that unloving way. Help me to change. Then we can rejoice assured that the Holy Spirit, who is our helper and lives within us, will enable us to make the necessary changes and do the will of God. If you find certain unloving habits more difficult than others to break, write down that part of your vision and put it on the mirror and the refrigerator and the dashboard of your car. Put forth some extra effort to keep that image of love in front of you. If you spend a lifetime being hard-headed and stubborn, you might want to write out the words, I do not insist on my own rights or my own way. I walk in love and post them on your nightstand so you can go to sleep with that vision in your mind at night. That may sound extreme, but the fact is changing a lifestyle takes some work. It takes writing things down, keeping them in your memory and in front of you, and diligently imprinting them on your mind. If you do it, the vision of love will be, become such a part of you that eventually I will take it will take you 
over your life. It will take over your life and you'll begin to walk in it unconsciously. You'll happily and habitually keep the law of love. The way I did it is another reading by Kenneth Copeland. He said, if you need financial help, read 1 John 1 through 5 on a daily basis. And if you really need financial help, read it evening, morning, and noon. Evening, morning, and noon. About 50 minutes each. And you'll have financial prosperity because prosperity follows love. doesn't follow you working hard here and there. It follows the love of God. Prosperity follows the birth of love through the Word, through reading the Word. Amen. There's no other way, folks, but to read the Word of God and enjoy the milk and cookies that God gives us. All right, one more. October 18, Limitless Love by Gloria Copeland. No substitute for fellowship. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. 1 Corinthians 15.33, New International Version. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Why is it that bad company corrupts good character? It's because we are influenced by our associators, associations. When we habitually fellowship with negative people, before long we find ourselves thinking and talking negatively. When we habitually fellowship with positive people, we soon become more positive and optimistic. That's why if you want to walk in love, spending time in fellowship with God is the very best thing you can do. Because He is so perfectly loving, the more you associate with Him, the more loving you become. The more you listen to His voice and attend to His Word, the more naturally kind of loving your words will be. Without you, you're even realizing it, His nature will begin to rough up on you. His influence will bring up those qualities within you which come from Him. You will naturally begin to walk and talk and act in love. Have you ever been around someone who was raised in an area of the country where people speak in a very distinctive way? If that person moves away after they're grown, they often lose much of their original accent. They begin to speak more like the people in the area where they're living now. But put them in a group of people from their hometown before long, their speech will change. The old accent will be back as strong as ever. The influence of the people from home will naturally bring out the old familiar tones and phrases they used growing up. Suddenly, without even trying, they'll soon sound again like the person they used to be. That's what happens to us when we fellowship with the Lord. His presence and His divine personality so affects us that, without even trying, we are comforted to the image of Jesus. We start acting on the outside like who we are on the inside. 
a new creation born with the nature of God. Our author, who understands that principle, was Don O'Gee. In his book, The Fruit of the Spirit, he wrote, Loss of communion is the explanation of most of our failures in spiritual fruit bearing. And no amount of Christian work or even exercise of Christian gifts can ever be a substitute for work walking with God. It is encouraging to remember that sustained communion with Christ in our daily walk produces the fruit of the Spirit unconsciously. Others see it before we do, and it is better so. Keep that in mind the next time your schedule gets hectic and you'll find yourself too busy to spend time with the Lord. Remind yourself that His company is what produces the fruit of the Spirit. Only His fellowship can bring out His love in you. Amen and amen. Only the fellowship of God can bring His love in you and His Riches, honor, favors, follow the love of God. Treasures too. Amen.